Welcome back to another episode of Two Gay Moms Game Show Edition. It's not the game show. Sounds like a game show to me. It's 100% a game show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Exciting times. We are currently Horseshoe Valley. We're on location. On location. That's what's happening. In Horseshoe Valley. Yes. Hanging out. We've gotten... We've taken a break from the wives. Mm-hmm. We've been here for two weeks now, studying a whole twenty-four hours. <laughs> We're coming up on twenty-four hours, not quite. We need to yes. get serious about preparing in advance, so that we can be more organized and more clear, and just have a better experience <clears throat> for both well, for our, our listeners, listeners and yes. for us. Yes, that's right. That's the right statement. Yeah. <laughs> so we came up. I came up yesterday. Mm-hmm. Met you here. We did a lot of post-it notes. I love post-it notes. They were strewn as about. People who know me know my love for post-it notes runs deep. And as we mentioned last night, I love creative experiences where I can just verbal diarrhea anything that comes to my mind and not have to execute immediately. And you love Sharpies. And oh. what goes better with post-its than Sharpies? So they're a great combination. Kind of like our friendship. I'm the post-it to your Sharpie. <gasps> That should have been the name of the show. <laughs> You're my Sharpie to my yeah. post-it. See? It works it's both ways. actually kind of adorable and I'm not sure why. Anyway, today we're going to be on the cute topic. We're going to be talking about... Nice segue. Thanks. Crushes. First crushes. And gayness. Mm-hmm. All wrapped into one. But before You can't we... talk about first crush in our world without talking about gayness. It's true. And to kick us off on that theme for the week with our kid story. We have a child that has her first crush in our house, which is super cute. How I'm old? Avery, she's seven. Okay. And she has a crush on another girl. Who you know is how her, happy this makes me. I know, but who is her reading buddy. Mm-hmm. So she's in grade one, this girl's in grade four. Older mm-hmm. woman. Yeah, older woman. You went after an older woman, didn't you? I have gone for many The older. apple doesn't fall far from the tree, folks. And they kissed on the cheek. Already. I need Which talk. I feel is early, seven. But I don't know. You're shaking your head now. Not in my experience. See, I feel it's early. I also feel Andrea and I have joked about it. Of course, there's like two gay families in the whole school. And now our daughter is going around kissing girls on the cheek. It's so stereotypical. But hold up. You just positioned that very clearly as one way. Our daughter is going around the school kissing girls on the cheek. That's not at all what you just described. I mean, (laughs) most gay people are predators, number one, and two, breed predators. So (laughs) it makes sense. I know. I just feel like it's very stereotypical that I'm I'm waiting. We haven't heard anything from the teacher or the principal or anything, but she is adorable about it. She gets all flustered and red in the face when you talk about her, when you talk about this other girl. Mm-hmm. And she is copying her in many ways. It's mm-hmm. very adorable. She wants her hair done the same way as she had her hair done the day before. So I have to mimic hairstyles after this girl. I have no idea what she looks like. Would you say it's like an infatuation? Oh, for sure. And she gets all like giddy and goofy when you talk about this girl. 
Oh, interesting. And so this is definitely earlier than I expected. So I haven't done as many Google searches as I was expecting to be prepared. I mean, for how to a deal tough with one to Google first. search. Yeah. <laughs> what do you even search for? How to handle child's first crush. It's a much better way than I would have went about it. So that's great job. <laughs> but she's a lot younger than I expected. I how young were you? I have no idea. Okay. Actually, that's not true. It kind of goes into our, our thing. So wait, I've, but before we get there, yeah. I need context to this kiss on the cheek without sounding perverted. I don't want to know details. But I, don't I want even to know, know like, all the how details. Did, like, I don't did even know all the details. You? No, Scotty told us. Scotty ratted her out. What a narc. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's a total narc. And I love her for it. She didn't do it in a narky way. She just was, came to me and said, Mama, did you know? Avery and so and so kissed and so then of course I went over to Avery and said how's your day trying to play it all cool anything special I'm happen? a cool mom I'm a cool anything mom. special happen no no nothing nothing special anything did you ever eat anybody's today because it's always a highlight in our house yeah crush or no crush Scotty loves having reading buddies too. what is a reading buddy for people that don't know another grade like the grade fours come into grade ones and jk's and sit and read to them and oh. help them learn to read and it's they always the same reading. partner so it helps yeah all the kids get a partner at the beginning of the year they always get them unless the kids away or something happens mm-hmm. then they get paired up with somebody else or somebody moves sometimes there's some shift for the most part sticks to be this you know sticks with the same pair throughout the year and they teach them to read slash i think make reading look cool cool that's i mean it's obviously working yeah (laughs) yeah yeah great case study for school avery's loving reading these days so yeah that was the context i don't have all the details i don't have the details did it happen at recess did it happen at school inside school i don't know how how it happened was it like there's a lot of so many questions there's a lot of she said she said going around in the house scotty will say that they kissed and no on the lips and then i talked to avery and it was on the cheek and we're all a little unclear and part of me doesn't really want to know i don't i don't think i'm with you i just want to be supportive and yeah i'm not exactly sure how supportive to be are you happy great i don't think i more want to be the person she can come and talk exactly that's key so that's kind of where we're at, but it feels a lot earlier than I was expecting. I think... Seven. And also, we've talked about this, but we didn't grow up in households where speaking openly about this stuff was ever allowed. No. Roman Catholic. Roman Catholic. Roman from the Romans. Yeah, Yeah, no, we weren't allowed to talk about this stuff. So I wonder if your feelings about it are layered with you as a kid would never have been able to tell your parents had you kissed a kid on the cheek no and so you're like it's young but also is it that young or it's just we're so not used to talking about these things i'm also fairly notorious in my family for having a terrible memory for anything pre-18 years old anything before 18 to get through that in your hypnosis session i I think there's something there i'm just gonna put it out there might be something worth exploring. Well, looks like another RTT session yeah, in my future. Yeah, number two. No, I don't mind. I, I mean, there's, of course, things. And I. it's when you kind of look back that you think, oh, that was a crush, for instance. Whereas I definitely had an infatuation right. with Janet Jackson. 
I was a big, big fan of Janet Jackson. How old were you? I think I was somewhere between eight and ten. Okay. But I successfully convinced my mom, who had no money, to get us tickets to the Janet Jackson concert at Canada's Wonderland right. as my birthday and Christmas present. I said, I'll have all the presents for the year mm-hmm. wrapped up into this experience. Wow. Which I you doubled down on Janet. I would have done anything to go to that concert. And in hindsight, a highly inappropriate concert for a child in that age group. Whatever the album is where she's topless and a guy is holding her breasts, her breasts yeah. that was the tour. And as you can imagine... The show mimicked the album cover in I terms tell of you, its I provocative not nature. I've been able to listen to that album, as we mentioned. Yeah, I, wasn't I don't think to, my mom knew not. No. until we were at that concert, and then it was too late. We were already. So, there. did you see any of it, or did your mom just have her hand over your eyes the entire time? <laughs> it was hard. She only has two hands, and she had three kids. She brought more than one of you. All three of us <gasps> went. Oh, I made it a family affair. Oh, that's really kind that so we you wanted got, that as a kid. Uh, yeah, I wanted all of us to go together. That's kind. And we had the nosebleed seats, but... Okay, so that, you were 8, eight to 10-ish. Yeah. That goes along with our In query. hindsight, I know that it was a crush. But at the time, I just was infatuated, said I loved the music. Right. I was a big Jackson family music lover. Michael Jackson, James oh, Jackson, yes. all of Same. Them. Same. Didn't age well, but, you know. No, it didn't. But it's... The, the query behind all of this, which is interesting, is obviously yeah. you always knew you were gay. No. We both have the experience that, no, no. I did not. Although you were eight but and I had a crush on Janet, but you didn't know. But I wouldn't have used the word crush. I wouldn't have used that language. I wouldn't have said it was a crush. It's only in hindsight yeah. that I like, can I look back and say her that deeply. was a crush. Okay. All right. That was a crush. That makes sense. I also don't feel like I always knew. In fact, I talk yeah. about the fact that it smacked me across the face like a ton of bricks when I was right. in my early 20s. Say more. Sure. Well, I didn't always know I was gay. I didn't know yeah. at all that I, I was gay. Either. I dated men. I had first crushes on boys when I was quite young. Brian Lepore was my love. And we met in the, I guess it was the first grade. And I just like loved him. And in the third grade, we started dating. Naturally. And what was even better is my family in the summer, I think going into fourth grade, moved like down the street from him him and his family. Proximity is key. And our parents got on. And I remember he bought me a box of little Ferrero Rocher's (laughs) when we were younger and I got it. And he brought it into school. And we were just now like, you be allowed that. no, no not at all. No, no. Also didn't age well. But yeah, I think it was funny because my parents, like, like we said, they weren't open to talking about this stuff, but they definitely they didn't see it, it as anything. Like it was like, they we were also best it was friends. happening. Yeah. Right. But we were like best friends. Right. So we were inseparable mm. and I loved him very, very dearly. So, and before that, like I was even younger, like Wesley was our neighbor and like we would hang out and do inappropriate things. I was promiscuous as a young child. You're welcome, Dad. I was going to say, <laughs> as my Larry dad listens, is an active listener on this podcast. Yeah, listen. Shout out to Larry. This is my true, authentic self, Dad. Uh, I think that's very interesting. I was not. I did not. I was not a promiscuous young child. That mm-hmm. was. A, <laughs> Which is adult. funny. I was the opposite. I was not a promiscuous adult. Yeah, I was but a, I was a young child. I remember a kind of 
pretending when New Kids on the Block were really popular. My that you cared? Yeah. I, yeah, I remember I pretending and being like, which one am I going to pick? Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I have to pick one. Because my sisters picked one, my cousins, and everybody was would always say, who's your favorite? So this is interesting. Who was your favorite? I remember. This is part of the black hole of my pre-18 memory. I just remember that feeling of I need to pick one of them. And I got to double down on it. <laughs> interesting. Okay. I got to own it. Yeah. I mean, we listen to the music and all that kind of stuff. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, let me tell you, I loved that guy from Home Improvement. Oh, no, I know who you're talking about. I loved him. Mm. And yeah, I had a lot of boy crushes and then I dated a lot of men and I had serious relationships and I loved men. I had fallen in love with men. So it wasn't a, well, you obviously always knew you were gay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I full dated a lot of men. You spent time I, <laughs> in the time. arms of another man. I spent time with men, but I would not say I dated a lot of them. I definitely yeah, dated a couple. I dated a bunch. But yeah, you def- definitely dated more men than me. Yeah, but that's, that's why I'm did. always like, no, dude, I but didn't I definitely, know. Yeah, I didn't know. When you came out. I don't think I had the language. I went to a Catholic school. I was raised in a very Catholic household. We went to church every Sunday. We went to church at school. So I was at church twice a week until I got old enough that I could skip the church part at school. You got wise. Yeah. But I was at church twice a week. I didn't really have the language. I didn't really know what gay was until some point in high school is when it kind of came to me. But in in elementary school and primary school, like that was not a thing. I had never seen a gay person, didn't hear about it. So you know. Yeah wasn't like I thought that was an option. Well, in my family, my aunt is gay. Right. We've had the same partner for a very long time. Right. But my parents didn't tell us because at the time, doing the best with what they had, they were like, we don't want that to change your opinion or whatever. So did they always just say it was her friend? Yes, it was her, it was her best friend who lived with her. So it goes to show you the trust you have in your parents and what they say. <laughs> because when I became aware of gay people, I said, I think I distinctly remember we were like driving up to Kitchener and Nat was in the Where car with lived. me. Yes. Nat was in the car with me, my older sister and my mom. There could have been others, but I don't remember. I said, is aunt blank gay? And oh. I thought her partner was gay. But even at that time, it hadn't crossed my mind that she was also gay. Oh, it was like her so best friend is gay. Do you guys know that? Like, and Nat was like, "You fucking idiot! What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Yeah, it just seems like her friend oh, is gay." Nat. She's like, "They're both gay, dude. They live together. They're gay together. They're gay together." And I was like, "What? Mind blown! Mind blown!" Oh, that's so interesting. I had just trusted what they said. Yeah. They were friends. I is I didn't have anyone in my sphere of influence that was gay. That was not a thing. This hit me across the face when I was in my early 20s. But when I thought back, my first girl crush when I was eight, I had gone away to university. I was playing basketball for University of Guelph. And the captain of the team, mm-hmm. I was like, yo. But we hung out. There was a yo. group of like four of us that were like hanging out, spending a lot of time. I think we like went out one night. We got a little bit high and she was like putting me and this other girl like to bed. Like she, we were like staying at her house and she was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll tuck you guys in, blah, blah, blah. Oops, fell in. Right? 
but she was not she was not gay and i just remember in that moment like just feeling different right Mm -hmm. feeling that like a little different down there it wasn't even down there it was like my chest i was like oh my god what the fuck is this and then i feel like i got immediately sober the next day i was still tripping. and the catholic guilt right kicked right just in. immediately shot in a sobriety happened abstinence 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 but <laughs> let alone homosexuality and i went to practice the next day and i was still tripping i was like what the fuck I just was not okay with how I had felt in that moment. And I went to practice and I was having an awful practice. And because you were distracted. I was distracted. By down there. And the coach, (laughs) yes, the coach stopped practice. Oh. And she walked up to me. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. Oh, the old school coaching methodology. But get the fuck out of my gym until you're ready to play. So she kicked me out of practice. Ah, uh, yes, the stick approach over the carrot. Yes, and I... I'm going to humiliate you in front of the rest of the team. Exactly, because that'll do that will wonders. Help. In fact, what it did was shot me into, that's not okay, basketball's important, and I shoved that shit so far down to the point where I did not think about it. Huh. One, I stopped hanging out with that group, so I just stopped being friends with them. Yeah. I was like, not okay. And then... Probably after like a few months, I didn't think about it ever. I dated men afterwards. I wasn't like sitting there being like, oh my God, I'm a homosexual. I just ignored it. And I did full on like shove it down. Yeah, repress. Repress, repress, Completely repress. repress. Until I met somebody when I was in my early 20s. Just shove it down. And then when I was in my early 20s, I met somebody and we hung out like for the day through my best friend at the time. But we hung out all day and I had that feeling again. And I was like... So Lauren dropped off Ash. She was like, this is great. You guys get along well. Like, oh, oh my God. And I blurted out, I have a crush on that girl. And she was like, what? Right. And I had never said anything like this to Lauren before. I had never had that. Had you ever even said that out loud? Never. And I was like, I have a crush on that girl. And she was like, okay, well, like, what are you going to do about it? I was like, nothing. <laughs> and she was like, fine. And then later we were like getting ready at her house. And in the most like Lauren fashion ever, brushing my teeth and she walked by the bathroom door and was like lesbo (laughs) (laughs) i could totally see her doing that yeah i was Uh, like shut the fuck up what and that was yeah the beginning of the end that was the beginning it genuinely i don't think i ever went back Mm -hmm. ash and i didn't weren't a thing but it sent me on a path so i didn't know i was always gay i wasn't i know there's a lot of people i oh i didn't know and i in fact tried to I went through various phases of date women, and then I'd be like, mm, I'm sure I can, you know, maybe I can. Sure. Maybe Everyone else says like, it's a phase, so yeah. maybe it is a phase. Yeah. So then I'd have a dude phase, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, no, just not for me. Just not for me. And I really don't like hair. So that was, <laughs> if yep. we're being honest. Yep. So unless you're a hairless man. Like a, a lot of the men I dated were hairless. Yeah. Um, dated hairless men. But it still wasn't enough. Well, to me, it was always when people were like, well, what's the difference? And it was always hard to articulate. Oh, can't articulate. articulate. And it was just like, to me, it was way more like just emotional connection. Like with men, it always felt like 
when boring. I look back on it, it was just kind of boring. boring. I felt like forced. I was dating these men that were great, like, and really, really loved me or really, really liked me. And there was no reason. <laughs> I love how you started with loved. Yeah. And then downgraded. Or at least at they least really they liked they really me. liked me. And they treated me so well. There was no reason, logically, why I wouldn't date them. And so I would end up mm -hmm. dating them because, obviously, they're great people. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be like, oh, this mm -hmm. isn't it. No. I, I didn't know. Yeah. And I know a lot of people didn't know. So no. that's a query that it's not obvious. No. Everyone has a different experience. Some people know from their earliest memory. Yeah. Like four, three. Yeah, there's many gold stars out there. Yeah, gold star, for those of you that don't understand, it means that you have never slept with the opposite sex. Would that be the fine definition? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is correct. Neither of us are at all gold stars. No, <laughs> thank you for outing, outing me. The privilege that comes with it of not going through high school experiencing my sexuality. I look at it as a blessing. Oh, I was definitely an outsider, but for so many reasons in high school, sexuality was just probably yeah. one of. I was not, because I was I lucky. I was an athlete at an athlete yeah. school. So yeah. I was lucky in that I sense. Know. MBD. I was wildly I popular. Was um, I was super cool. Yeah, I was popular. I was not. I was not super cool or an athlete. But I think, I don't think emotionally I would have had the capacity to manage my sexuality in high school. Like even at the time when it all happened in my I early 20s, knew by I barely school, I did. I feelings for girls. And I had another friend that was also, that also was dating another girl that was younger than us. And it was this big thing. I still didn't date guys in high school. Did you date women in high school or girls? I had an experience. An experience. I just wanted to get the fuck out of high school so bad. I hated it on so many levels. Yeah. Everything about it was not my scene. No. Yeah, I didn't fit in at all. I had friends that were all my sister's friends because I'm the youngest, mm -hmm. so they were all older. And yeah, it was just a time to like get through. It very mm. much was like a survive, get through this. There's life on the other side. That's so hard. I hated it. I feel fortunate that I didn't. I was also dealing with a lot of other shit, so I think to me right. that's why... Like if you had layered on my sexuality into that like, be like the breaking point. mental health chaos already, right. like eating disorder, all the stuff, like yeah. depression, anxiety. Yeah. I just, I wouldn't have had the capacity to do it. There's no way. Mm -hmm. So I feel very grateful that I think probably for a survival reason, my yeah. internals were like, nope, nope, we gotta, this is a slow we're release. Shot this. We were not, did not know we were gay from the beginning. It was not obvious. It was not obvious, and I don't think first crushes are an indication of anything. Not at all. I'm not going to pigeonhole Avery just yet. We'll give her a couple years. No, and I think, <laughs> yeah, by nine, she should clearly know all she needs to know. I have a suspicion that our kids are going to be much more fluid than we were. It's not going to be a binary of you are or you aren't. It's I going to be like a, I like this person. I completely agree. I think it's going to be very in the moment and present mm -hmm. about the individual mm -hmm. and not about definitions and categories and Labels. putting yourself in a box. They're going to look at us and think Nightmares. we're the old school version oh, I of know. how we look at our hetero parents yeah. and think they were so square. Yeah, I think our kids are going to look at us and say, 
you're just lesbians and you got married that's yeah. so boring and old school <laughs> to the, you you signed up for the heteronormative agenda yeah what i think they're gonna look at us and think we are the squares of the queer world yeah i think our kids are gonna be poly i think our kids are going to sleep with anyone that they want they're whether there's a new definition by then of pan pansexual i can't keep up yeah I'm the worst game. i mean but we've talked about this even identity and how you label yourself i came out as lesbian would i still come out as that and that's a whole other show but mm -hmm. like no probably wouldn't right some queers out there that would if they heard our complete history our resume of intimacy would probably be like you're not actually gay oh i've been told my whole life that i'm not gay enough yeah same especially based off our looks yeah same. You're not gay enough. You're not queer yeah. enough. Why are you wearing My that? My favorite. I remember I was at Cubbyhole because oh, you were telling Cubby me a story Hole. about Cubbyhole. Yeah. I was at Cubbyhole and a woman came up to me and was like, why are you here? Oof. Oof. Why are not you here? Not believing that I was gay. And My favorite. Was like, somebody said that to me once and I said, just because you can't sleep with me. Just because you're not going to get to sleep with me doesn't mean I'm not gay. Yeah. Heads up. Your opinion of my yeah. sexuality does not define yeah. my sexuality. I got told that at my first Pride that yeah. I went to in Toronto. That's I wasn't fair. even living here. I came back for Pride. And then I got hated on. Well, which I mean, just reaffirmed my hatred for Toronto and kept me living abroad yeah. for another eight years. Well, and it probably, there's probably a lot of why we got on and we connected. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of times in those yeah. spaces, I didn't feel... Our hair like wasn't was short enough. Yeah, I wasn't accepted. I was mm -hmm. always like, especially very early in the journey, it was very much like, what are you doing here? Do you think this is a fun little escapade you yeah. can have? Like, very much not considering at all me and mm -hmm. what I cared about. And it was all about my appearance or mm -hmm. their belief in how gay or queer I was. Good times. Great times. This was fun. Always well, fun. Well, first crushes. Stay tuned. I'm sure I'll have an Avery update shortly. This will be my little memory that this was her first crush. Oh, I'll yeah, always true. have this podcast. to When I think back and think, huh, who was her first crush? Then I'll remember the reading buddy. The reading buddy. Circa 2024. Just, that's going to be in like 2050 and you're going to be like, oh, my mind is going. <laughs> I don't remember. Grab the podcast. Grab the podcast. <laughs> I know you have to use that adapter thing. They don't use those types of listening devices anymore. We're Southern also, when we're old. <laughs> we're Southern and apparently have a early onset dementia, considering we're only 60 or 70. What year did you say it was? I said 50, that's not 1950. That. In 25 years. How that's, old will you be? Yeah, I'll be 65. That's not... <laughs> early dementia like, not at all okay. no yeah uh, making it sound like real like southern southern alzheimer's and <laughs> yeah. death definitely osteoporosis like that's not true that's not yeah. not the case but this yeah this was another episode on the education front you know not all queer gay people always knew they didn't no. know their whole lives just like no. us as an example but uh, don't ask us our story until you get us drunk first yeah i mean just you know when that little twinge comes to your mind of, oh, I wonder how they came out. Don't ask it. The first time you think it, don't ask it. Uh, the second time you think it, still don't, don't ask. ask it. We've had don't to suggest. tell it multiple times, probably already that evening. We've had to tell it. 
and we're tired. Just pull on this, pull up this podcast. Yeah. Share it with your friends. Unless you're like, I think I'm questioning, and I could really use some support. Then I'd be like, all right, cool. But until then, until then, share the pod. Gay moms, two gay moms. Share the pod. Like, subscribe, review if you feel so inclined. But only if you're giving us five stars. Exactly. If you're not giving us five stars, fuck Don't right bother. off. Don't even bother. Just save your negativity for somebody else. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week for another episode. Ta-ta.